COVID-19. Studio One, World Advantage Network. The time is now. The place is here. We're going to have a little talk. It's just chat with Bree. Right now on KYBN Radio. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host and the host alone and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the KYBN Radio Network. Due to its content, viewer discretion is advised. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to Just Chat with Bree and James. Good morning, James. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. How was your holidays? It was great. It was great. I uh, didn't do a doggone thing. <laughs> hey, I did the same thing. Actually, that's not true. I did refluff my pillows so that I could sit up instead of lay down and watch Netflix. I was a little incorrect also. I did grill me a couple of uh, uh, cowboy steaks. Ah, that sounds good. It was. I bet. <laughs> hey, with, a, I with a little crown on the side, hey, it was turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. And that, was, and that was before the steaks were finished. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's okay. I had a glass of wine, and I was going to do my, uh, a Netflix binge. And uh-huh. I can tell you I had some of my glass of wine, and then I woke up later and went on and went to sleep. So now I have learned that if I want to do a Netflix binge, I have to not drink the wine first. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you were asking me, had I watched, had I seen anything, uh, you know, watched anything good? I actually, the other day, watched a uh, show called The Black Box the Black with Box. Felicia Richard. You know, she's been in so many movies lately. I don't know if I actually watched that one because she was in something else I watched. What was the black box? Well, it was just made. It was just made this year. It was just made this year. You know, I really don't want to say because to say it give the uh, plot away. Oh. oh. Put it this way: she's this doctor that's helping a patient recover his memories. Nope, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that okay. the one that I saw with Felicia Rashad. Uh, oh, I know what it was. It was Creed Two. I watched Creed Two. Oh, no, yeah. I, 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 yeah, that's that's what she was in. But she's in a lot of movies lately. You know, she's got uh, a little age on her, and she's doing really good. I'm going to say, uh, I'm watching my, like, boy, time ain't been good to you. Then I'll be realizing, yeah, you do have a few more years on me. <laughs> Ooh, you know that's not even true. <laughs> hey, I'm going to say that. Oh, my God. Oh my God! Both, both her and No, I respect. You know, I, I got a lot of respect, and you know, she does some good stuff in in uh, in the time that she's been in the public eye and everything. And I, I see it in jest, but I mean, it, uh, she did real good on the movie. I really enjoyed that movie. It, it, it put a twist to it that I didn't see coming. Huh. Now that's hard on I, you because I know you, you analyze everything. Hey, I, I and I was, I was catching things, but a couple of things that they did on it, 
I caught right before, you know, I, I saw it coming, but it was like right before it came. It wasn't like, okay, you the uh, beginning or midway through the movie. Now you realize this. Huh. Well, that one and another one called Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey. I didn't, you know what, I, I'm going to be honest. I Netflix, no, it wasn't Netflix. It was Prime. I binge watched. I binge watched five seasons of Idris Eba, and <laughs> <laughs> in his show called Luther, it's really good, and it's good enough to have a character or two on there that I can't stand. And I can't tell you if I saw him in person, I wouldn't give him a tongue lashing for being so mean. And they always say if you can get your audience to be upset, then you're a good actress or a good actor. And she's a darn good actor because I. I was upset with her, and each season I got madder and madder to the point where, like, when she would come on, I'd be like, oh, I don't even want to watch this, you know? <laughs> so, hey, well, if you go along, go along what you say, the singer uh, of Jackson be real good in Django. Because <laughs> 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 of a whole lot of ways. I hated Stephen. I hated Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like him. Not at all. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? Sometimes I meet some Stevens, and I'll tell them. I'll, I'll be talking about it, and I'll say, I said, all right, Steven. And then they're like, what does that mean? And I'm like, mm, you ever watch Django? And then they get really mad, and they're like, I'm not like that. I'm, not, I'm, I'm sorry. And then, you know, I, I'll be sarcastic, and I'll be like, all right, Steven. <laughs> and, oh, I'm sorry. Ooh, didn't he play a good role? He's a good actor anyway, though. He did. He's a very yeah, good actor. You, know, you, you got, I mean, like the, you actually developed an anger for him for being the way he was because, or no, for, for the figure of what he was being, that he took it on as a personification. Wow. You yeah. know, that, that he actually wore it. Yeah. You know, and I had to get him to say, oh, yeah, he did a good job. I <laughs> mean, he played, he played that role to the point where I'm like, Samuel? <laughs> is that something you kind of tell us? I, yeah, and then the killer part about it was, I mean, the more the movie went on, you thought, okay, he's he's going to change. And he went worse. It was yeah. like, oh, my God, he went worse. How do you go worse? How do you go worse on something like that? But yeah. You saw making everybody else believe it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm, I met someone that said that they got a chance to meet him, and he was on his set, and he was in character. And they watched a, a football game together, but he never went out of character. That takes a lot, you know, as an actor. You stay in your character no matter what. Well, you know, if you think about it, you almost have to because if you don't get in that mindset, then when you own set, you tend to slip because you change, you know, you, it, it's, 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 it's like you just caught in this world. So if I'm caught in this world, I got to stay that way till... It's over. Right. You know, because right. you think about it, it's a whole different world. So it's that, it's that world till it's over. Right. And I think the ones who, I think the actors who can do that are your better actors. Or they, or they present a better uh, uh, portrayal of the things they, 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 they're, they're pitching. Just like in, when he did uh, Heart Eight. Remember that? Heartache. Yeah, heartache. I yeah, do not know these movies by the name. I know the movies by what happens in them. I don't okay. know. Okay. He he is a bounty hunter in Hard Eight. He meets Kurt Russell, who has a prisoner, this chick, 
and pick up a phone. On, yeah. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. He's a good, I mean, I don't think he ever has to worry about uh, COVID taking his money and stuff away. That man is in, between him and Morgan Freeman, they're, ev- they're in everything. Well, well hey, hey, what do you expect? Morgan Freeman's God. You know? <laughs> My gosh. If, it's, if you got a movie and it's not, it doesn't have Samuel L. Jackson in it, it's like, oh, wow, I can't watch that. <laughs> and then, of course, at the end of the movie, he pops in. It's like, I knew he was in this movie. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, him and Morgan Freeman were running neck and neck there for a minute, and he just went way ahead. You know how this, and they're all. Well, you know, well, well did he actually go ahead or did just Morgan Freeman took on a different uh, direction because a lot because he does he does a lot of stuff that a lot of times we don't look at like uh, with Discovery Channel. That's true. And I know he was doing he was big in something with Discovery Channel. I think it was called I don't can't remember if it was called Finding God or something some along that, oh, uh, that, that yeah uh, he does a lot of documentaries. He, mm-hmm. Right, but he's doing different religions in different countries. Right, right. You that know. Was. So that's what I say is, is, is sometimes, you know, it, it's not so much that he went ahead that, you know, uh, Morgan Freeman took all a different direction in some of the things he was doing. Right, right, right. That's so true. That is so true. Wow. So, James, we're going to go to a brief break. Listeners, we'll be right back. It's going to be a party, y'all. Keith Murray rocks. Live version with Universal and Overcome. Combined with R. Kelly and Prove It Can Be Done. Son, I'd stop in Death Squad and Rockland. I hear somebody knocking. You're on a party, y'all. Yo, yo, yo. Who that? Step into the crib with me tonight. What's up, baby? Kelly's in the mood to make it right. Word is getting all over time. Over here and get me down, So good, so good. 
Everybody just clap your hands I said we're here to do what we wanna do For all you rockin' fans Let's go to work and let's go berserk You hear new rhyme every day But my rap is good in my neighborhood And I say it just this way I say hi-ho, I'm on the go I'm rockin' to the beat in stereo And if you wanna know just where to go Everybody just follow me I said you listen to the band, it's called EC That's the one that's keeping your viciously And if you listen closely, you surely find You listen to the sounds of a mastermind Hey, hey anywhere because there's more just chat with Bree to come. You're listening to Digital Radio Mountain View, California. Hello, this is Drew from the Delirium Freeze. We're here in Scotland wanting to welcome you back to Just Chat with Bri with KYBN Radio. Enjoy! And welcome back to Just Chat with Bri and James this morning. Hi, James. So we were talking about movies and Samuel L. Jackson. I got a question for you. What are some of your all-time favorite movies? Give me three. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. And I don't know if you say all-time favorite, but I found three with uh, Kamal Reeves. And I saw how those three kind of, if you look at them, how they interconnect to where really I had to remember one of the first ones he did was real soul that a lot of people didn't get called Johnny Mnemonic. Remember that? 
Yes. Yes. And you remember Johnny Mnemonic and compare it and bring it up with, um, uh, what was the one? Uh, well, let's go on. It'll come back to me. But <laughs> if, if, you look, if you look at that and then John Wick. Oh, John uh, Wick. I like John Wick. I like well, John Wick. Well, that was what, what was the other one he did in the middle with, with uh, that he was Neo? Oh, Matrix. Matrix, right, Matrix. Yeah. Okay. If, if you look at all three of those, it's kind of like they all have a connection to them. You know, huh. it's really interesting that all of them he wore some type of black suit. Huh. As his, as his mystique. I mean, I know he's done other stuff, but to me, those are three of the more, his more memorable ones that he has kind of stood out And that, you know, that kind of was a general, uh, what was a, would you even say general? Or would you, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of just butted on Creed. I like, I like oh. him. So pretty much any, I've never seen a movie that he was in that I didn't like. And he's a very serious actor. I like him. I also like my born supremacy guy, Matt Damon. And I, I love his movies because he really, he's another one that gets into character. I kind of like Mark Wahlberg, but somehow in his not, movies, he comes off a little arrogant sometimes. So, yeah, not well, as much. But if you, if you look at how, at the, um, Storyline of the movie, he then he he he, he kind of puts him in that position because like like in Shooter, he huh. seemed like he remember Shooter. Yeah, I remember Shooter. He was he was good. He, now he's the kind of person he tends to play like the same. Well, both of them they they play the same type of characters. But the one thing about their characters, it's always built for that movie. And so even though they, you know, you're going to get a good performance out of them. But it doesn't like seem like oh he's John Wick in this movie oh he's this and this right. you never know you never know what he's gonna do um, now you know I've got my my movies that I like <laughs> are totally different because my all time favorite is Imitation of Life. Now let me ask you a question real uh-huh. quick before you go. Did you like Imitation of Life because of the movie itself, or was it even better because of the ending? with Mahalia Jackson. It was the storyline, and I liked it because it told a story. It told, it, it told a story, and it brought it all back at the end um, to make a message. And that I don't know why, but I like that movie. I like both versions. Um, I think I like the second version a little bit better because it was a, a little bit more detailed, but I don't. I'm glad you said that because a lot of people don't realize there were two versions, and one was done with a white woman. Well, oh, the one with um, Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. Uh huh. I, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't thrilled about that because I didn't understand why they couldn't use a light-skinned black woman. No, look, 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 look at the time. Look at the times. I don't care. And, no, 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 no. But but you gotta look at the chat. I mean, it's not. I mean, a horn was out then, you know. Right, right. But it, you know, it was easier for them to accept a white woman looking, you know, saying she had black hair, but still having the white look than a light skinned black woman trying to pass for white. Yeah. So you know, because if you think about. No, no. If you think about the people who who, who set up an interview and, and, and for, for the for the type of uh, 
people to take on these roles, it's their perception of what they think it is. And I agree with you is that Lena Horne, but, but with Lena Horne's older at the time. Mm. So how well would she have fit in there? Mm. Uh. Now, the world was a new, new up-and-coming song. No, I still disagree with it. <laughs> I still disagree with it because, like it's I no was prejudice. saying before, I was so I don't interested. care. It's your prejudice. You know, <laughs> it was so interrupted. The black race goes from light like white all the way to blue black. And you cannot tell me that there was not someone, you know, that, especially if you look at, at the people now that are more prevalent, they had plenty back there. There was plenty back in that time. I can think of yeah, even members of my family that could have <clears throat> passed and did that, mm -hmm. that type of show. And so, mm, but you no, know what? I, I'm glad they did. I'm, no, I'm glad they did it like that. I'm glad they did it like that because it showed you the differences in culture of the two, of the two times. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, and, and, and it actually put a different look on each one. Each one is a classic in its own, but they both had to have one thing in them to be that period at the end of the season. Yeah. They both had to have uh, troubles of the world. Without that, there is no imitation of life. You know, he has a good storyline and everything, but without that, I do not believe the end of that movie would have been as impactful but you know they they need to now you know how they remake movies that's a movie they need to remake for today that's a movie they need to remake i think they there's a lot of movies they need to remake for the young people uh so that they can understand because there's no bridge now from younger you know us being younger up into the kids nowadays unless the parents are telling them and of course the parents are getting younger and younger so when when they're talking to their kids, they're like, "Do you know Aaliyah?" And it's like, "Okay, but do, do something's up. Do you know Mahalia?" Uh, I know. Mm -hmm. So the parents are passing down what they've been passed down, but this new generation is not necessarily passing down. So it's almost getting ready to stop with the the family heritage and the things that you want to tell your kids. And I, I beat that into my grandkids and kids all the time. There's certain things that I make them sit down and I make them watch. And then, of course, they get upset with me, but then they'll start asking questions. And that's the only way you're going to get answers is to ask questions. Every couple of years when they have Roots and Queen and, oh, what's the one with the ship? Amistad. Amistad. When they have all those movies on, I make all my grandkids. You know, I've never seen a movie. Oh yeah, you should see it. it it'll make you, no, no, it'll hurt you, no. but you know, it. it That's why uh, I, I cannot, I cannot watch that movie. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's a hard it's movie hard, to watch. It's hard. It was it's difficult enough for me to watch Ruth, uh Twelve Years a Slave. I couldn't watch that. Oh, oh. Being an old school as I am, that's the one thing I do not need to be reminded of. That we went through. Yeah, but you and know, that's I why have to, I have to have the children watch it. And you know, all all of my grandchildren are 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 mixed biracial children. But I make right. them watch it because of the fact that when people look at them on the street, they don't say, "Oh, you must be part this and you must be part that." They look at them and they see young black males, and I have six of them. And so I, I want them to see why when people say Black Lives Matter and, then, and you know, they have the riots, and so I want them to understand where that comes from with the older generation. 
and what has to change with this newer generation. And they have to understand what they're fighting for, not just be out there throwing stuff and doing things for the heck of it. And so I... And, and I, I agree with you, Dr. Genji, for having them to get, you know, put that in there part of their repertoire of, ed- of their education. Because I do the same thing with my granddaughter and others. You know, I say, those are just two movies that I know I couldn't deal with. Right. And I didn't. I say, now, I'm not going to say all that happened, but I mean, you know, you still, I'm, I'm 65 years old. So I'm pretty much almost, was almost in the midst of civil rights movement. When, I mean, I'm, I still remember when we had to pay poll tax just to vote. You know, the, the, the injustices, the inequalities and all that. You know, if people wonder why I am angry about different things, I can explain to them, but most of the time when I tell them, they, they can't believe it because they say, well, how could you have lived that happened uh, like you had a choice. On that note, we're going to pause for a cause and we'll be right back.
You want your kids to have the best education and the best opportunities for a successful future, right? School's out for the summer, and though you want your kids to have a break, you don't want them to lose what they've learned over the summer. That's where Kids to Kids Tube comes in. KidsToKidsTube.com offers thousands of educational videos for tutoring, homework help, and continuous learning. Your kids can learn all year long with great tools and resources, plus Kids to Kids Tube has a scholarship fund to help pay for their education. KidsToKidsTube.com is way lower than the cost of a private tutor, plus a great opportunity to build a scholarship fund so your kids benefit now and in the future. Visit KidsToKidsTube.com right now for all the details, and be sure to check out our free brand new laptop program. Go to KidsToKidsTube.com. That's Kids, the number two, KidsTube.com. Do it today. Holidays. This is Nadira Noor Jahan, all the way from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, wishing you a happy holiday. And you're listening to my girl Bree on KYBN Radio, 98.1 FM, Mountain View, California. And welcome back to Just Chat with Bree and James. So James and I were talking about historic things, and uh, I was saying how my how my grandchildren watch. Uh, a lot of movies from the old days and everything. But in all fairness, I also want you to know that I also made them watch Harry and the Hendersons and E.T. and they Oh, oh <laughs> I, I enjoy Harry and the Henderson, my dog on sale. <laughs> I did. Harry and Henderson and uh, she was one with uh, Conehead. With who? The Conehead. Oh, the space. They were from space. I love yeah. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like the movie. I didn't like the series, but I like the movie. I like the movie. Oh, no, 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 no. I I, I, I never even had a series, but I like the Conehead. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Third, third, third Rock from the Sun. No, they, they had, the Coneheads had a brief. I mean, it was really a brief series. Oh, I don't yeah, remember like, being one. Yeah, it came on and, and didn't it didn't last, you know. But okay. if we got to talk about old series now, first I have to tell you oh. my other favorite movie, The Five Heartbeats. What's that? <laughs> uh-huh. the Five Heartbeats. <laughs> you think you me? <laughs> I love that show. I still have it as a DVD Jill rap. I got it for Christmas and I that's my all-time just one of my all-time favorite movies and I love that movie. And you're going to laugh at me because my other movie that is always my favorite is Dawn of the Dead, the very first one, the original one. I know the original. Yep, Dawn Black and Dead. White. Yes, it was in black and white and that was my favorite movie. And they, and they never left out the house. <laughs> <laughs> no they didn't no they didn't the only thing I didn't like about it was he didn't die first but by golly they still killed him <laughs> that always happened they still killed him he survived everything and then it still got shot so you know that's the only part of the movie that just kind of mm, got me right there in the gut and stuff but you know, they're, they're, they're doing a lot of new uh, made-for-TV movies that are coming out. They're pretty good. They're actually well, you know, pretty good. Remember the first Invasions of the Body Snatchers? Yes. 
Yes. That was a good one. That was that was much better than the remake. Much better than yeah. the remake. Storyline could have been great for a remake, but it got lost in technology. See, this, what I don't like when they remake things is they try to modernize it so that the young people understand it, where I think they should have left it the way it was because it had a very clear message. And when you start trying to modernize it, it gets confusing, just like um, War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah. War of the Worlds, oh, yeah. the original one, that was great. The Tom Cruise one, uh, yeah, well, the Tom Cruise one, Tom Cruise one was good, too, but... You concentrate too much on Tom Cruise. That's what I was going to say. Because you wouldn't concentrate on Gene Barry so much as who he was. He made the character of the scientist. But you, you concentrate on Tom Cruise too much as a star than the character that he's portraying with his daughter. What I remember from Carl, that movie Carl, is Tom mm -hmm. Cruise and his daughter screaming through the whole movie. That's what I remember through the whole movie. Yeah. Screaming yeah. at Tom Cruise. It, it just seemed like the camera was always on Tom Cruise, and the yeah. whole storyline kind of went away from that, you know. Right. Well, to me, it kind of created a different storyline where the storyline became the interaction between him and his kid. No longer, like you say, no longer really about the alien, just him and his kid. Yeah. Then the alien was just a, kind of a sidebar. Oh. Other, the other remake that they made that um, I, I, I think it – very short was the one um oh the end of the last the one where the guy had the big robot oh my goodness the big robot yeah um the spaceship came down and he came out and he had a big robot and when he would say you know ramatua baba or whatever the robot would come to life uh and they did a remake of that movie i cannot remember the name of it for anything the remake I, I felt modernized it way too much and that the effect would have been better. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's, shoot. It's a good, it's a good movie, but. Canal um, Reeves was in the remake. He was in the remake. Yes, he was. And I like, yeah. I like him. I like him, but yeah. I didn't like the remake. I like the original much better. Oh, gosh, I can't think of the name of that movie, but, um. The day the earth still still. The day the earth still Yes. Thank you for coming up with that. I was going to take all night <laughs> trying to sit up and try to figure out. I was going to sit here all day just sitting here trying to think of what was the movie. Movie with a man and a robot. <laughs> yes, that was good. And, and what, you I'm know, going like, I'm going to figure out, man, and what giant robot? You got the room, but no use trying to I know. But you know what? The other good, I don't know why we're doing but. The other good movie that was um, out there was the one with um, Lord. How did I just let that go out my head? Oh, oh, I know, Planet of the Apes. Now I like the remake. Uh, I never been a fan of Planet of the Apes. I only like, I only like the first one, but I never, I never been a big fan of Planet of the Apes. I like I like the modern versions because they're totally different than the original versions. Um, the original versions, I liked them because they were new and different in the costuming, but the remakes, the remakes were outstanding. And I, I know it sounds terrible. I, the last movie where it had a uh, Woody Harrelson in it, <laughs> I was rooting for the apes. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I saw that one. I did see that. One. <laughs> he was so bad. It was, it was I was rooting for the apes. <laughs> he really, I agree. It, 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 it was kind of like. Uh, 
Woody Harrelson playing a he, uh, playing a bad guy. I mean, a, a serious role. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, I know. You look for you look for any minute he's gonna break into a joke. Yeah, but goodness, I mean, he he played that role good, but I will admit, I rooted for the apes. So <laughs> I was like, get him, get him. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, because when I was little, I used to root for the Indians <laughs> instead of the Cowboys. <laughs> I was like, get them, get them. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. I got, I got your phrase. He was saying to the robot. It just came to mind. Uh-huh. Yeah, she had to say Gort, Klaatu, Barada, Nikto. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, hey, I, I was sitting here trying to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. All night, you. It was all night. <laughs> I was gonna Google it because I was like, man, what was it? Oh yeah, and I could have done that, couldn't I? Yeah, the robot. <laughs> <laughs> the robot's open. You know, the robot that will open his eyes. And you know, there's so many good older movies that people never never even bring back up or, you know, I don't think they even take the time to go to the nostalgic channel and look at them, but Ben, them, it, the originals, they were, they were good. They were really good. Modern te- technology, it has made. And, so, and some movies weak. Actually, yeah. actually, it made remakes weaker because people, they get too caught up in technology that they can get the storyline. I wonder why they never made uh, *Real Encounters of the Third Kind*. That was a good movie. You you'd almost you almost have to change it a bit, than everybody seeing the same mountain in their head. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first time I went to see it, I went to go see it with two of my friends from junior high, uh, Don and uh, Sandy, and they were. They were stoners. They were high, and we were we had. Oh gone yeah, to, it was funny. Best time to see it. We were we had been drinking, and the driver wasn't drinking, but we had been drinking, and I don't know what they did. But I don't try to clean it up. I, <laughs> I I'm gonna tell you, I had to go and see the movie again because we laughed through the whole movie, and all they kept talking about was the pretty colors, and <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> It was funny because only oh. thing I remember was the pretty colors and the mound, the the big mound. But I bet one yeah. thing you remember. What was it? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. I remember the. I'm going like man, you got shifts late. And with that being said, James, thanks so much for hanging out with me today, and that was fun. Just doing a nostalgic thing on the movies and everything. And so, listeners, we'll be back in just a moment. But, James, thanks so much for hanging out. Hey, next time we're going to talk about the Bermuda Triangle. And that will be Yeah, that'll be, we're going to have to talk about that next. <laughs> oh, thank you for hanging out with me. All right, we'll be Soul, salsa, and jazz artist Amaryllis, the Latin Phoenix, is pleased to present a labor of musical love and a dream come true through her new single titled Meet Me on the Moon from the new forthcoming album Midnight Lover's Sun. I am so sure. 
can find Amaryllis at thelatinphoenix.com. The new single, Meet Me on the Moon, available on Amazon, iTunes and CD Baby. Also from other music outlets. Available now.
KYBN, the Bay Area's number one broadcasting network. How is everyone doing? How are you guys doing? Oh my goodness, it is after Christmas. Can you believe that? It's already after Christmas and headed rapidly into the new year. So, what do you guys think about this holiday season? I know a lot of people spent it with family. It was quiet and they um they didn't do very much. And they enjoyed it from what I understand. Most of the responses that I saw said they really enjoyed having a quiet, quiet, no hustle and bustle Christmas. So is that how it was for you? It was like that for me. I um, spent uh, Christmas Day here and I went up to see my son uh, the next day and... It was just mellow and chilled. He was exhausted because he'd been working so much overtime. So I made sure he had mommy food. That was pretty much it. It was one of the most low-key Christmases I've ever had. However, I will tell you, the part that I missed the most was being able to spend it with my mom and my siblings. I did not go home because I thought about it. Flying, oh my gosh, I saw so many people going to the airport. It was ridiculous. And I'm just not going to do that. Um, I also saw um, a lot of people on the road. And something that I, I wanted to share with you guys that, that happened. So it, uh, to me, it was another good reason for being at home. I was coming back from Phoenix. And while coming back from Phoenix, uh, a semi was stopped in the middle of the road with the emergency flashers. Well, I'm not one to be in a hurry to go around, so I stopped and I turned on my emergency flashers as I came up to the semi. Well, uh, another car went whipping around me and they screeched on brakes really quick and another car went and they screeched and almost went into the ditch and they got out of the car and then they came back. And so I thought that was kind of peculiar. So nosy, nosy me. I get out of the car and I look over and it's wreckage directly in front of the vehicle. So I got my mask and I ran up because Apparently, nobody was going up there, and there was a young man standing outside. He was the one that had been in the accident. His engine was over on one side of the road. His car, or what was left of his car, was straddling the road, and pieces of it were all over. Uh, I've never seen an engine just drop out of a car like that. But anyway, going into the story, he, he was standing walking, and I was like, are you okay? He's like, oh, yeah, look at my car, look at my car. And I said, hey, sweetie. You're standing outside of your car, and pieces of your car are all over the place. So that's a blessing in itself. And he was like, I think I dozed, and I hit the barrier, and I don't remember anything else. I was like, it happens. I understand. You're okay. You can replace the car. And I just happened to turn my head, and at the corner of my eye, I saw another vehicle and a person walking. So I ran down there, like Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, hey, are you okay? Is everything okay? 
And I was just kind of amazed that, you know, other people had seen this and then they just walked away. And he says, I'm okay, but their kids in the car are banged up. And then I was like, oh my God, my heart sunk because there were children. So I ran over to the car, young man sitting in the front seat. He was 13. He had blood going down his face. He had a gash over his eye. He said, my back is broke. My back is broke. And so I put my jacket over his legs, told him to stay still. I didn't want to move anything, you know, because you just don't know what's ever doing what. There was a 15, 15, 16-year-old in the back seat and a 7-year-old. And they were frantic. And their uncle asked, you know, Ken, uh, can you stay there with them while I go try to call the police? And they started screaming, no, she's a stranger, she's a stranger. And I was like, okay, okay, my name is Sabrina. I just want to sit here with you guys. Make sure you're okay. Talk to me. And um, then by the time the police came, like 30 minutes later, you guys, the police came. And then they started screaming, don't leave us, don't leave us. <laughs> I sat there with them. I was talking. I was trying to make sure the young men in the front seat stayed woke because he was trying to doze and he clearly had a head trauma. And the young lady in the back, her the seatbelt grasped so tight. Remember, those seatbelts do work when impacted. Only one airbag went off. Two airbags didn't go off. But those seatbelts automatically constrict to hold you in the car, hurt their stomachs. And so, you know, she got out, stood out. I worked with her a little bit. And then uh, the police came. And, of course, the kids were screaming, oh, we don't want the police, we don't want the police. <laughs> and I was like, oh, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Pretty much explained to the police what was going on. And they allowed me to sit with the children because they were calm with me, with, their, with them there. And I was talking to their parents. Their parents were breaking all speed limits to get to them. And they were about 28 miles away. And we, you know, we reassured them that everybody was okay. But, um the paramedics ended up coming afterwards, and they the poor my the the little boy he was thirteen. I'm not going to say his name, obviously. He had to be taken out on the stretcher and helicopter, you know, airvacked out. And so I told the parents to beeline to the hospital, which was still another thirty minutes away. And it must be a horrible thing to look across a freeway and be able to know that. All of um, all of the things that you see across involve your family in your life, and you can't cross a median to get to them. It has to be an awful feeling, an awful feeling to know that your children are there and banged up and you can't cross a median to even get to them. And if you could, you couldn't get through the traffic to get to them. But long story short, um, the young man was aerobacked out. The two girls went in the ambulance. Um, the gentleman uh, that hit, that they hit, they actually hit him because it was pitch black in the middle of the road and the car was there. He came over to check on the children and asked if they were okay. And, you know, I told him the one young man wasn't, and he nearly passed out. I was like, I can't hold you up. I can't hold you up. And he was so remorseful, so very remorseful. But he came down to make sure everybody was okay. And the uncle, I think he was a little dazed because, you know, the airbags, those airbags are no joke. But he was more concerned for the children, so adrenaline had him going. And the mother called me a couple of days later and said both girls were out of the hospital. Her brother was okay. And one of the children, um, the one that was in the front seat, had had multiple surgeries. Uh, he, he, they suspected he had broken his back. 
but he had multiple surgeries and he was doing okay was upset because he was going to miss out on Christmas but like I was trying to tell the children and like I'm telling you guys um, they were able to still be breathing in an accident that if you could have seen it you would have wondered how anyone was able to walk out of their vehicles and so during this holiday season I ask you I ask you to be careful. Something so simple as the next day my grandson and I were coming from the store. There was a motorcycle. All he did was make a turn. When he made his turn, his bike flipped three times in front of us. And needless to say, I am staying off of the road. <laughs> but I just want you all to be safe out there. I want you to know that it's a lot of things going on in the world. And we've still got a lot to get through. So I want you to be safe out there. Don't be in such a rush to go around people. Don't be in such a rush to get all the way up the road only to cross over three lanes to exit. And you know you're going to exit. You're not only putting your life in jeopardy, but you're putting everyone else in jeopardy. And it's not right. So when you're out there driving, come on, you guys. Pay attention to the road and if you want to be a hot rod and a speeder go out to the racetracks and speed they have plenty of racetracks where you can pay uh, 20 bucks and ride as fast as you want to in your vehicle and live dangerously that way don't impair other people's lives my goodness it's just not worth it and in that case if you are tired and you're on the road, get off. Get off the road. Get in a rest stop. Take a couple of hours of sleep. Why would you drive? I know that when I, I have gotten tired before and it scared me to the point where I actually caught myself not and I wasn't doing any long distance driving. I just wasn't feeling well. And I have pulled off on the road and parked in a Walmart parking lot and taken a nap until I felt better. That is what you have to do. Don't put other people's lives in danger because you have a point to prove. I know. I'm lecturing. I'm lecturing. I understand. But you know what, you guys? It's scary out there enough. So until tomorrow, you guys take care. Have an awesome, awesome rest of your day, afternoon, or evening. And I'll see you in the morning.
Let's go.